Hi, welcome to One Hope Church in Temple City, California. This is our podcast. Thanks for joining us. In these challenging days, if you're looking for hope and encouragement, you found a good place. We hope God's Word inspires you, speaks to your heart, and grows your faith. Enjoy the message. This morning we continue uh, the series. It's a, a powerful series on trust called It's a Matter of Trust. This morning will be the third part. Next week, we'll bring to a conclusion this four-part series on trust. And I hope I'm stretching you, I'm challenging you in regard to something that is very, very, very important. And I appreciate our music people putting a lot of songs together that have to do with trust. So we just keep thinking and thinking and processing it. Last week, we talked about uh, Abraham, and uh, we talked about, you know, where the trust meets the road of life, some of the hard experiences, the things we deal with. And what I want to do this week is I want to look at Abraham even deeper. There, there is something about him. He becomes the father of many nations. There's something about him and his relationship with God and especially in trust. And I want to share three, and there's probably more, three key elements of Abraham and his trust in God. You will know them all as I share them, but I want you to look in your own life how much they really are part, because these three elements fed Abraham in regards to trust and life and decisions he'll make. You know what's interesting about the stories we read in the Bible? Um, We read them, and we read them in two, three, four minutes, and they're done. We know what happened to Abraham when sacrificing his son, maybe, or I'm going to make your great nation. We read them, you know, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Lord. We read that in two, three minutes. Uh, He wasn't there for two, three minutes. He was there a long time, okay? And what's interesting about the stories is, We read them, we finish them, we go, ha, okay, that's good. What we forget is how long that story took place. How long was he in the Garden of Gethsemane? You could read it in two minutes. It wasn't two minutes. How how do you hang in there like Abraham for a few days as you're journeying towards a place where there's going to be a sacrifice And the sacrificial element is your son. You become that dad. You tell me how that journey, was it long? How did he feel? There it is, half a mile away. You tell me how he felt. Yay, I'm glad I'm here. I don't think so. And so you have to look at these stories, try to understand them, and realize they don't happen in five minutes. How would I experience this? Would I do that? I don't know, would I? If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Romans chapter 4. And this is a scripture this morning about trust in Abraham. Romans chapter 4. Then just want to share some of these elements that strengthen his trust. In Romans chapter 4, beginning at verse 17, read these words. It is written... I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. 
The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Hear this. Against, against all hope, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as has been said. Hear that again. Against all hope, all the stories, the issues in his life, he still had the hope to believe. It's not always easy. So shall your offspring be, without weakening, verse 19, in his faith. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact his body was as good as dead. He was around 100 years old, and Sarah's womb was dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Hear that. He did not waver through unbelief. He did not waver as he journeyed for the answer, the challenges, is it going to work out, how come, whatever. He would not waver as he took this journey towards would be an answer, a day from now, a week from now, I don't know. But he continued this journey. Unbelievable man. He did not waver through unregard, in, in regards to the promise of God, yet he was strengthened in his faith, and he gave glory to God. Verse 21, listen to these words. He was fully persuaded, fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he promised. God had the power to do what he promised. These are powerful words. That is why it is credited to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him are written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. Okay. You read some of these words about Abraham. And if I ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10, where was he on some of this stuff? He was nines and tens. This guy had it. He did it. Okay? I don't know if I can do it. He, he did it. He didn't waver. He was strengthened. He continued to believe that God can do anything. Well, but, no, no, there's no buts in Abraham's life. No, ha-ha. No, I hope. It was true. What made him so, so strong? His trust. I don't know if I could do it on some areas. And maybe some of you this morning are looking at me saying, you know, I just can't do it in this area. I could do it seven out of 10, Pastor Mike, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how hard this is. Right, I don't. Somebody once said, you wouldn't want to be me. I knew a lot of their situation and right. I wouldn't want to be you. But you are you. And what do you do with all this stuff? Is God still capable? Can you still trust? All these great hymns, all these words. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he 
might make it better for you. Doesn't say that. It says what? He, say it with a little more enthusiasm. That's the right word. He will. Now, do you always believe and live that? No. Okay. Look at Abraham. I'm showing you three simple things. Yet they're powerful and they work. What was it that strengthened Abraham's trust? Number one, he had a fear and a reverence for God. A real reverence. Fear for God. He wasn't scared of God. The, the word fear really means a reverence, a respect for God. We're all here. God is God. We don't put it all in the same thing. His love and devotion was to a God he respected, had a reverence for, and a fear. Many people, we've lost part of that element, the reverence for God. You're walking on holy ground. This is God's house. I grew up in New Jersey, New York, until I was eight and came out here. I grew up Catholic. My whole family was Catholic. I'm Polish. Most Polish people are Catholic on the East Coast. I was Catholic. I had my first communion, catechism, all that. Really interesting in my life. When I was around seven, I told you I came out of here when I was eight. When I was seven, we would go to mass and church, and I sit there. I didn't get it all, but something was happening at seven years of age. We would sit more towards the front. I would look up at the altar area, up there, where the priest was, a few other people. And even at seven, I'm studying and looking at that and thinking, you know what I want to be in the next year? I want to be an altar boy. I don't want to be a priest. I want to be an altar boy. You want to know why? Because in my brain, seven-year-old, all the stuff of God and the closeness of God, it's up there. We're out here, nice in the house of the Lord, but up there, and you don't walk up there. Catholic Church, you don't walk up to the altar, just go up there. That's the altar. It was a reverence. I thought, I'm going to be an altar boy because I hear the priest up there, he's mumbling the same stuff. It's like, he's talking to God. God's telling him stuff. I'm down here, I'm hearing nothing, okay? I got to get where the action is. I want to be up there. I want to be near God. And even those early years of my life and faith, to go to the Catholic church, to walk in there, even sometimes during the week, the church is open, most Catholic churches, and to go in there and maybe light a candle or something. You went into the house of God. You almost want to take your shoes off and be very respectful. This is the house of God. Shh. And many of us in our faith, the awe, the reverence for God, 
even within the churches, it's maybe not what it should be. I hear where we come from. I've been a pastor a long time. Come as you are and all this, and we welcome you. That's all good, but he's God. God. He's not a prophet. He's not a good guy. He's not a teacher. He's God. The great I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life, period. I'm God. And for us to have that relationship with God and that reverence for him, like, Abraham knew that. That was a powerful ingredient for this man. The fear, the awe, the respect of God. Number two, it said in uh, Romans here, Abraham believed the words of God. Abraham believed. It was reckoned to him as righteous. He believed the word of God. This. These words, and he heard some of them audibly, which I think is really cool. I mean, I, I would love to be alone. All of a sudden he starts, I really hear this loud voice and he's talking. I think it'd be cool to hear the voice of God that way. But we have the word of God. And Abraham believed the word of God. He did not waver from it. And a lot of us, even the things we're dealing with, friends, we would go, uh, God, this is really hard. Yeah, but the word of God says that uh, I know, but, yeah, I know, but, but, you know, it's got, no, you don't understand, Pastor Mike, how hard it is. I know, but the word of God says this. That's okay, but, and we go back and forth. We have the word of God and to believe in it, and we have our own life and our own struggles and everything else that says, yeah, but. Friends, I'll tell you something. There's no yeah, but. There's no yeah, but with the word of God. It's true. I've been very honest with people where I've been a pastor. They go, do you understand the whole Bible? No. Do you get the whole thing? No. I said, I'll give you one from me. I don't like some of the words it says. I don't like everything that's written here. I don't get it all, but it's the word of God. And is the word of God truthful or not truthful? Is it a passing grade like Lauren's a teacher to get 90-95? That's good, 90-95 on a test. Word of God isn't 90-95. It's either pass or fail. It's either true or not. Well, most of it is. No, most of it isn't. That's your decision, your conclusion. And guess what? You're wrong. The word of God is right. This is one of the hardest ones to fight through. And even since that about Abraham, even though he was going to be challenged in all this, he still fought through. What God said he provide. I'm two hours from the destination sacrifice my son. God said he would provide. I'm 30 minutes 
from having to do that sacrifice. God said he provide, he make a way. And how do we today in Temple City, Arcadia, have that strength to say, yes, God said this, but I don't get it. I don't. I've told you some things I've been praying over a decade about. I don't get it. I would have answered it years ago. And one reason I was talking to somebody about some situation in their life, they say it's, it's been a struggle at times, and they thought, you know, if God would answer this prayer, glory would go to God. People go, wow, I know. Then how come he doesn't do it? I don't know. Pastor Mike, how come this has been over a decade? I don't know. I don't. But do I believe yes or no? Well, no, there's no well. And that's one of the hardest things in life when you got to say yes or no. It's key. When you ask someone to marry you, okay, and you get that courage as a man and you look at that person and say, will you marry me? The person hearing those words has to say yes or no. They can't just say, let me think about it. Get back to me in two weeks. How long will I have to stay married to you? If they're saying stuff like that, friends, if anyone said, don't get married, please. For the sake of both of you, don't do it. Will I believe in the word of God? I told you what I bring up today, it ain't new. You're not going to walk out or say, man, I never heard that stuff before. It's real. It's truth. But sometimes it's weak. Do we believe in the word of God? Abraham, believe. I will make you a great nation. When? I'll make you a great nation. And he journeys over here, and it ain't the place. And he journeys over here, and it ain't the place. You sure you heard from God, Abraham? Because we're doing a lot of walking. And this word great, it ain't been great right now. I got blisters on my feet and everything. He said he would make it a great nation. Keep walking. You tell me how easy that is. Abraham had this awe, this reverence for God, which we need so desperately. And he believed. Period. The word of God. See this? Friends, read it. Study it. If you don't get it, it's okay. It's the word of God. The Holy Spirit will add wisdom to you. Believe in the word of God. If your life has 17 challenges, Put the word of God right next to the challenges and fight your way through because you might have to. Fight your way through to believe. I mean that with all my heart. There's nothing like this. This is one of my Bibles and you can see it's in the worst shape. And somebody once wanted to buy me another Bible. I said, no, it's okay, this one's really good. Okay? <laughs> and it is. I'll put more tape on it. I don't want to have this and someone say, well, how old is that Bible? 40 years old. Well, it looks brand new. 
I don't want my Bible to look brand new. I want to read it. I want to study it. I want to teach it. I want to consume of it. In the Word of God, a little footnote for you here. Whatever you're going through, if you're going to look for answers in the Bible, you don't know where to look, one book. I don't care what you're going through. Anybody here listening on live stream, go to the book of Philippians. It's the best book in the Bible, my opinion, whatever it's worth. 66 books in the Bible, Philippians is the book. I love it. If I was on a deserted island like Tom Hanks and Wilson the volleyball, and I could only take one book in the Bible, it'd be Philippians. Just there's something about that book. That's all I can tell you. There's something about Paul's conviction in regards to God. You'll never see a, a book where the word I and me are used as much. I can do all things for me to live as Christ. What Paul was saying is, it's done. It's settled. Do you understand? It's me and God. Philippians, whatever you want. Here. <clears throat> Here is Philippians in my Bible. There's, I think that's chapter 2 and 1. Okay? This is Philippians. I'm not telling you something just to impress you. This is real in this pastor. It's all marked up. Philippians. How many times have I gone to Philippians? I don't know. But I keep going back. And it's never failed me. Now, watch this. He has this all respect for God. He believes in the word of God. The next thing, watch this. And it's simple, but it's one of the hardest. He persevered. He persevered. He ran the race. No quitting. There's no answer today. I'll go tomorrow. He persevered. He ran the race. No matter if it was a time element, no matter if I don't get it, no matter if it's the impossible, he persevered. He ran the race. He did not quit. You're reading from Lamentations about being still. Just another thing about that is basically just hang in there. Don't panic. Persevere. Keep on doing it. But I can't. Keep on doing it. I can't. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. I can't. I can't. He'll give you the peace that passes all understanding. I've been up three nights in a row. He can give you the peace that passes all understanding. Fight through it. Persevere. <clears throat> do you remember the, the first Rocky movie? <clears throat> okay, with Sylvester Stallone. They've had Rocky. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I don't know how many. But the first one is a very interesting movie. And one of the highlights, and many people don't get it, of that movie and his story was at the end. He fights Apollo Creed, okay, the big fight. He gets the tar beat out of him, if you remember that movie. The makeup people did a great job. He's supposed to go either 10 or 12 rounds, doesn't matter, all the way. Round after round, he's out there fighting, he's being hit, ugly, everything. It comes to the last round. They're ready to go into the last round of the fight. 
Rocky's the first to stand up, and then you hear the bell, ding, the last round, and he is beat to pulp. And you see the first one coming back out is Rocky. And they go back on Apollo Creed, and Apollo Creed, the champ, he's like this. You're still out there? Yeah. And all the champ can do is go, you gotta be kidding. This guy. Let's go. And he does it. And at the end of that round, the place is going nuts, and all you hear is Rocky screaming for his wife. He had done it. Did he win or lose? He had done it. He persevered. Powerful. One of the hardest things to do is to continue to persevere. Last week, I, I told you a very interesting, cute story about meeting my wife. You know, one day you're going to give me a, a girl like that, and I'm dressed up in a suit and a tux, and I look good and all that good stuff. Cute, nice story, right? <clears throat> okay. Happy ending? Yes. Okay. Let me take you back a year before then. Year, year and a half. <clears throat> For many years, it was just not going right. Things were happening in my life. Challenges, I can't believe it, why me, whatever word you want to use, I used them all. And it went on year after year after year. It was Friday night, and I went somewhere, and some of the people I thought that were hurting me or wasn't going right, I saw them somewhere. Everything is great. They're smiling, laughing, everything. Couldn't be any better. And here I am, beat. I've been praying years and years for something, and things going through. My career was going to be probably challenged, all kinds of stuff. Hardest time of my life. I came back to my house, my lonely house by myself. I went into the kitchen, told you the kitchen was a, like an altar. I always wound up talking to God there. I go there, I get something to drink. It's around 10 o'clock at night. And it's hitting me. This is terrible. Okay? It ain't fair. It's just not fair. And I, and I looked up, a lonely house, I'm going, it ain't fair. Hang in there. Look what everybody's getting. And I'm stuck with this. I've had it. I've had enough. And for the next few hours, I talked to God. I yelled at God. I got it all off my chest. Man, I did. I did it. And I, and I really didn't care. If you want to give me a heart attack and kill me, I don't care. Why? It would be better. Take my life right now, okay? What else do you want from me? I tried to be your man and all this, and man... It started around 9, 9.30. Next time when I looked at the clock, it was around midnight. I'm sitting 
on the kitchen against the cabinet. I had just gone, I don't know how long with God. He should have killed me. He should have. The respect and everything, I just told him everything. Okay? As sure as I'm looking at you, you can believe me or not, I don't hear God like, hey, Michael, it's like some thoughts or something comes into my brain or whatever. And I'm sitting there, and all I hear is, are you done? I didn't answer him. I asked, are you done? I go, yeah. Then I heard it. Michael. Whenever I hear Michael, uh uh-oh. Michael. I want to tell you something. If you want to talk to me, if you want to yell at me, do whatever you want. If you want to go 10 rounds with me, go 10 rounds. I could do 12. If you want to go 12 rounds, I could do 14. Many rounds as you want to go. Let's go. Whatever you want to do. But Michael, do not do one thing. Don't ever leave me. You need me. If you don't like it, tell me. If you think you're at the end of your rope, say it. But Michael, do not leave me. And that night I had to make another decision. How would I get up and how will I walk? Around 12.30 at night, from all the screaming and yelling and frustration, all of a sudden I, I'm singing a, a little song. I'm not the best singer. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. My soul rejoiced. You got to help me there because I can't even sing those words. Take joy, my king. Hey, I'm sorry. Just don't leave me. And what you hear, I want it to be a sweet sound in your ear. I love you, Lord. I'm taking a shower and going to bed. Sweet dreams. To persevere. You all know the word. It ain't easy. And Abraham did it. He walked and walked and walked. Every one of us in here and listening, there's going to be moments in your life you're going to have to kick some of this in. But Pastor Mike, I know. Is he God? Are you convinced he can do anything?
Are you convinced he can do anything for you? You. God didn't just love the world. God loved Mike Slater. And I'm crazy enough to believe that. He loves me. And I love him. I have a reverence for him. I'll learn it. I'll try to apply it. Notice I say the word try sometimes hard. I'm going to do it. And I'll keep, I'll keep walking. Even if I feel beat up and everything, I'm going to keep walking. Why? Because I have to trust in the Lord. With all my heart, I will not lean in my own understanding. In all my ways, I'll acknowledge him. And Mike, it's going to be all right. You look good in that tux this afternoon. Better than how you looked a year and a half ago at the kitchen. Go. Someone's waiting for you. As I close, I quoted a verse to somebody this week. It's a beautiful verse. Book of Philippians. All the answers are there. It says this. Do not be anxious about anything. But in all your ways, with prayer and petition, acknowledge him and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will be yours. Do not be anxious about anything. You know what that word anxious means? And it happens to us. The word anxious basically means that the situations in life are squeezing the breath of life out of you. It's like the situations and all of a sudden, this is how you feel. That someone's got their hand, you're always sitting up here. You shouldn't sit up here, I told you that, right? Huh? I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, yes, you are. So, your wife's not even next to you because no. he'll, he'll use me, you know, so. And it's like you're being strangulated. You know, and some of us with some of our situation, we feel that way. Bastard. And it's stress. Don't be anxious. Don't get to a point where life and situations are just strangulating you. Can you be concerned? Yes. Can you worry once in a while? Yeah, you're going to do it. When we tell you, no, you're going to do it. Are you going to cry? Sure, at times you're going to cry. <clears throat> are you going to be up sometimes at night tossing? Yes. <clears throat> but don't toss. 21 days in a row. Okay? Don't cry till you have no more tears. Don't let life do this to you. It's getting you nowhere. Lord, help rid these hands from around my neck. And I want you to hear this. Sometimes that's up to you. You want to know why some of us are more anxious? You're strangulating yourself and you're doing a good job at it, and you won't let go. Don't do that. But don't do that. Hear these words. Really powerful. <clears throat> I don't want to be afraid every time I face the waves. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to fear the storm. 
just because I hear it roar, I don't want to fear the storm. Peace. Peace be still. Say the word, and I will. I'll set my feet upon the sea till I'm dancing in the deep. Peace. Be still. You are here, so it is well. Even when my eyes can't see, I will trust the voice that speaks. I'm not. I'm not going to be afraid. These ways are only ways. Let faith rise up in me. Let faith rise up in me. Say the word and I will. I will set my feet upon the sea and I will dance even in the deep. Where are you today? Think for three minutes. Where are you with trust and your life? Just think. Words from our Lord. Strive to trust me in more areas of your life. Do not run from these, these challenges. Gain all the blessings that are hidden. If you believe that I am the sovereign over every aspect of your life, you know it is possible to trust in me. Search and trust for my way in all your circumstances. Trust. You know, trust is like a staff. You can lean on it. And the staff will bear as much of your weight as needed. It will bear it. Can we make a choice? To trust God, even though we can't understand maybe the whys or the how comes. That is a decision on your part and my part. This day, I will trust. Even if I have a, a handkerchief or a tissue in my hand and I'm wiping a tear, I'm going to trust. And I'll trust even with this tear. God, wipe the tear from my eye. I want to be your man, your woman. If you could just have a seat just for one moment, I do hope with all my heart that what we're sharing, especially in this series, is, is helping many people. And I'm speaking, but I'm listening too for my own life, okay? I wish you all a very, very nice afternoon. And if you need to talk with me at 3.30 on, could you please wait till around 7, okay? <laughs> this afternoon, San Francisco. I have to be gracious. May the better team win, the Rams. So that's going to be good. So wish you all a great afternoon. Invite someone to church next week, okay? We'll see you next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed our podcast, you can subscribe and share with your friends. To support our ministry, go and click in the link in the description to give online. To connect with us or know more about who we are, go to our website at onehopetemplecity.org. 
Also, you can find us on Instagram at One Hope Temple City. We would love to hear from you. May God bless you. See you next week.